Welcome to the Education in Isolation podcast with me, Angela Connell, where we will explore the challenges of businesses moving from a face-to-face training mode to an online training environment. Many businesses have been caught off guard by the COVID-19 pandemic, but the situation is proving to be a catalyst for new possibilities and opportunities for the training industry. Let me and my guests help you make the most of these opportunities and to navigate the transition so that you and your organisation come out stronger and more resilient than when you went in. Education is the answer and you are the leader. Hi, Glyn. Welcome to the Education Isolation podcast. Thank you very much for attending. How are you? Really well. Thanks, Angela, for having me along today. I really appreciate this. Awesome. Awesome. So let's uh, share with the audience, who are you and what do you do? I'm Glyn Bailey. I'm the CEO and founder of a company called Heart of Human. I'm a leadership consultant and executive coach, and I work predominantly with female leaders in corporates at C-level and executive level to help them feel unstoppable and essentially have the leadership impact that they desire. Excellent, excellent. And how were you, what were you doing before COVID-19? How were you working with your clients? Ah, okay. The majority of what I did with my clients was face-to-face, either one-to-one coaching or group leadership programs for female executives. Um, Working with large corporates, so most of my work was going into their, their offices with their teams and their people. So... Now that we're in the COVID environment, it's very different. Obviously, we're, we're in isolation, we're at home. So it's meant quite a significant pivot in the way I'm working and looking at new ways to bring the same material to my clients, but doing that virtually. Excellent. Um, so what do you think has been your biggest challenge to your business since... Um... COVID-19? Well, there's there's been a couple of challenges. Uh, I think the initial one is probably the the recognition that at this time, when most people are in survival mode, they seem to recognize um, personal growth and development and investment in their teams as discretionary spend. And as I understand, you know, many businesses are struggling with cash flow, trying to navigate their way through this COVID period. So, the natural um, approach to, to the work I do is that most businesses have pulled the investment, so not investing in their teams, which is a fascinating thing for me to observe because what I find most curious is at the time when the environment is the most challenging and businesses that are going through the most difficult time, leadership's need for strength and confidence to be able to lead in this uncertainty is critical. So actually pulling back investment in people seems actually counterintuitive so that's one of the challenges I'm navigating is is re-educating leaders not to take a wait and see approach of let's wait to see that we're outside of COVID before we start reinvesting in our leadership. Um, I liken it to a sports team that's going through a difficult time and is struggling with the environment they're navigating taking their coach out of the game and saying hey hey coach we'll wait until um, the environment changes and then we'll get you on back we'll get you back on board when 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 we're good 
which is is not the time that you need to um, be eliminating the support that's needed for your people. So that's one interesting challenge is, is a re-education of taking leaders out of a wait and see mindset into take action now to support your teams through this period. And then the second challenge for me is, is more of a personal challenge around um, leveraging technology. Um, so most of my work being face-to-face -face has now meant I'm needing to go online and my technical skills and know-how rather limited in that space. So actually now leveraging the expertise of others to, to help me rebuild um, what I deliver in a platform that allows me to reach my clients and get them the results whilst working remotely. So traditionally, um, in the past, you were delivering training face-to-face -face at the site of the client. So you're, Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Whereas, in, in corporate offices. So corporate yes, offices. I'd go in, yeah, go into the boardrooms, deliver my content, and then uh, work with the teams on their site. So now that everyone's working from home, it's doing that virtually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and a lot of them, yeah, they're not in their, their offices now. Yeah. Uh, and what we foresee is going to happen is a lot of people will not return back to their offices. Yeah, so probably. in the future, we're going to need different mechanisms for particularly delivery of training. Yes, absolutely. And I think whilst there'll be some return to face-to-face -face in the future, I think what happens in this interim period is going to reset a new norm for this environment where I think there'll be a, a, a mixture of virtual and face-to-face, -face, but there'll be more uh, capability in virtual than there's ever been because of this period in time. Yeah, yeah. So what has been um, your hurdles that you've faced and how have you overcome them? <laughs> I think for me around the, the hurdles, as I mentioned, is one, re-educating people around the, the need to continue to invest in leadership at this time, because when you're making decisions in uncertainty, you need strong leaders to be able to do that from a place of calmness, clarity and considered decision making. And I think with many of the, the world population navigating fear around COVID, um, decision making and stress is decision making is compromised and stress is at the highest levels it's been so helping leaders through that is is paramount so for me what I've been doing is uh, leveraging uh, zoom webinars live mastermind classes to invite leaders on to be able to one connect and share about what their challenges are and what's actually going on in their world but two to proactively look to problem solve them so changing the way I work from not just having um, a leadership course that's pre-planned and taking them through a program, but one that is agile and adaptive to the current environment and live workshopping through real issues that the leaders are facing. Yeah. And where we are right now, it's a, it's a constant change. Yeah. It's, it, you can't have, like, we, we were having three rocks that we were yeah. focused on in a quarter and, and now it's like a constant, we've just got to focus on the now, here and now, right now, which is oh, a lot absolutely. of teams. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And it's in the, the period that you're looking at really is, is shortening. So where most businesses were planning annually, you know, they're planning every quarter, you know, what's happening each month, the, the period that we're reviewing is a lot shorter and therefore the focus needs to be on the, the immediate 
where are we needing to elevate our impact and our skills but then what's that going to be in service of in the long term so for me my my vision of my my business is all around helping female leaders claim their seat at the table so I know that mission hasn't changed but how I deliver that now is going to be very different so it's going to be a combination of virtual programs um, live live video sessions live coaching bringing other organizations and different businesses together in one room becomes significantly easier to connect leaders together to solve problems mm. um, and I think the other hurdle as I mentioned was the, the technology but leveraging partners to help bring that to life I you know I, I'm a big believer in playing to your strengths and knowing what your limits are and in order to drive performance that's what leadership needs so I know my strength isn't in technology and capability around that so i'm using this time to leverage the skills of others to build a platform that i can use to help deliver my my services and my business to to the clients that need it but also get my systems and processes in check for uh, for the time that I can have at home to really look at what's needing to be done in my business because I think it's an absolutely critical thing and I, I do believe in six months time it will have set my business up for even a better success um, than prior to COVID because I'll, I'll be more streamlined, I'll be more efficient. I think there will be a lot of businesses that will be very similar. Um, I think things have started to settle now and people are starting to get some rhythm back but then yeah. when will it change again that's 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 the no, thing. absolutely and i think people are adapting to the the new norm but um if the, there will probably be a false sense of everything will return to as it was and i just don't think it will be i think if we've avoided technology in the past um then there's going to be a real need to to step that up and leverage that in a way that's um adaptive to your clients needs and those needs are changing daily yeah Drawing from your past experience working in corporate and yep. knowing where we are now, mm -hmm. what do you think would be important areas that leaders now need to focus on? Yeah, what I um, teach on in my leadership method is a framework for self-leadership, which is the, the heart method. And there are five components in the heart method that I, I share with the leaders that I work with. And heart is an acronym for hope which is about setting a vision for who you are and where you want to go so successful leaders know who they are and they know where they want to go and then they enroll other people on the journey to follow them uh, the second component is energy um, and in this time when mental emotional physical health is paramount with many people working from home for the very first time being in isolation navigating the uncertainty there's a significant amount of fear and energy is really about finding the fuel to navigate for the journey the destination that you've set yourself so i work with leaders on how to manage their well-being their mindset but also what does that mean in terms of cultivating the fuel that they need to lead themselves so that their team can cultivate the fuel to, to go towards the destination they've set and, and the vision for themselves and their businesses. The third step is action, because as we know, um, we can know a lot, but unless we actually do it, it's very different. It, you know, there's no point having a map if you don't, you know, having a map of the destination you want to go to doesn't get you there. You have to actually take the steps to move you forward. So I work with um, individuals and as I said I'm focusing on helping female leaders be unstoppable so I work with leaders that want to be unstoppable that are willing to 
get out of their comfort zone to take action you know, much in the same way as I am doing with this whole technology thing it's, it's not my area of comfort but I'm focusing on going if I want to make a difference that's what I'm going to leverage and I think people are struggling with that action side where um, they feel like they're being held back or or because they're uncertain with with yeah. even their own personal and that, and that's where it has to start with the, that hope you know what's your vision for your life you know in the future like we're in the here and now which is really uncertain but I certainly know that in the future I, I still want to have dreams and aspirations of what I want my life and my business to look like so I'm really focused on still pursuing that purpose and that mission and therefore that action is driven by something much stronger than the need just to take action for, for the sake of action in itself um, so I think when people are aligned to what they're hopeful for, you know, then their actions become inspired by a, meaning, a meaningful destination that they're seeking to, to reach. And I think if you're not taking action, it's worth asking yourself that question. You know, are you actually aligned to, you know, growing the business that you want to grow? Are you in an environment where you're doing what you love or, or where you know you can make the, the biggest of difference? Because that's going to that's going to be a factor in in, in your inertia. Yeah. Um, the fourth step, as we all need right now in, in the heart framework, is resilience. You know, and it's that recognition that times are tough. Um, but what distinguishes between good leaders and those that follow are actually those that have cultivated resilience. So those that are willing to reframe the current constraints that they're facing into opportunities. And, and much like we've said is rather than saying, well, let's wait and see and wait till COVID's over before we do anything differently. Resilience is about going, well, why don't we reframe the, the difficulties we're experiencing into what can we create that can help us? And, you know, much what I'm doing in this business is going, right, okay, I'm focusing on pivoting. I know I need to help those leaders make impactful decisions. Therefore, that needs me to be available in the way they need me to right now, which is online. Um, and then the last um, element is trust, you know, and, and what we know for certain is that there is nothing certain <laughs> in life. And if this um, COVID environment has been anything, it is, is absolutely that anything can happen and the world can change in a heartbeat. So being able to trust yourself, being able to trust others, being able to trust in the environment around you is critical. So they're the five components that I teach on, I coach around, and that's how I build a structure for actual um, strong self-leadership through aligning both your heart and your mind together. And I think right now, this, the whole heart program is crucial for so many leaders. And, and it's it's it is that struggle with trying to get it out there to you know those people who are now working from home but i think it's crucial yeah. that we that everyone is working on that and bringing back to their why yeah absolutely so glenn what has been your biggest achievement oh my biggest achievement um oh, has got to be the fact that i'm i'm not giving up the way the way i look at this period of time is recognizing that there's a need to be adaptive to the environment that we're in so for me i focused on how can i still stay relevant to my my clients how do i help them lead through covid so i'm not focused on here's what we're going to do in, a, in an ideal world i focus on how to deliver solutions that really address the the current challenges that might my, my 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 leaders are experiencing and 
and namely their, their challenges around how to lead in uncertainty, so how to make decisions and lead in uncertainty with a level of certainty, um, how to navigate overwhelm and anxiety in this time because it's, a, it's a, an unprecedented time of change and, and there's a lot to be done. So especially with leaders that have a significant amount of um, requirements around their team and leading a business. So they're in serious, uh, seriously senior roles and therefore what does that mean for them in their leadership is, is can be quite overwhelming when they're navigating their transition to working from home and having their families around them at the time. Um, and mainly around how to set boundaries as well. So I think in this time, now more than ever, work and home life is blurred. So how can you still maintain a sense of well-being and performance focus during this time and that requires really strong boundaries so i'm helping individuals do that effectively so i think you know my achievement to answer your question is still being able to show up and, and be relevant for my clients and the bigger achievement once i'm out through this is having a stronger business that's actually set up to work uh, remotely online and giving me the freedom to be able to do what I do uh, anywhere in the world so I think that would be a big achievement by the time yeah. this period is done. I think that's the big thing is is it, you're going to be opened up to a broader audience you won't be restricted anymore to just local and particularly when you're working with uh, companies that have yeah. numerous offices around Australia and around the world. Yes, you'll indeed. be able to access more of that. So what are the opportunities yeah. that you've identified through all of this? I think what the opportunities are um, that I've, I've identified is recognising that um, having systems and processes in place for my business will set me up for success beyond COVID in a way that allows me to service the needs of my clients so much better than I've ever been able to do before because having automation and tech do, doing the stuff that I was doing um, manually myself or perhaps not needing to have as many clear uh, structures in place because a lot of what I was doing was face to face. So I think that'll be one upside is having uh, a much stronger foundational business to, to help support my clients. Secondly, um, I think, like, as you mentioned, the global reach. So being able to see that there's opportunities to bring leaders together from all over the world and work with different time zones together to actually create momentum for change so especially because I focus on female leadership um, at the senior end of corporate it's how do you bring like-minded unstoppable leaders together and this this time um, allows us to do that with with ease um, and I think finally just around um, being able to see the opportunity in my own personal growth I think um, what this time reminds me is all of the work that I've done over the last um, portion of my, my career has set me up for this period of time because despite the challenges around the business, despite the pivoting, what I found through this is just a sense of peace and calm, which shows me what I do is working for myself, which gives me even greater confidence that I can help others lead through this period of time because I'm doing it myself in my business and therefore I need to show up for others. And I think mm. Certainly, Angela, with, you know, with the organizations that you work with, um, training organizations need to recognize that they have to take the lead. They can't be wait and see organizations around, let's wait till COVID is through before we do something differently. Because um, when businesses are in the business of doing what they do, they don't have the headspace to step out and think about what the future vision needs to be for the longer term. 
And, you know, as a leadership consultant and coach, you know, I see this as my obligation to make sure that I'm helping the leaders and clients that I work with see what they need to see for the future to set them up for success. And, and that's my role in, in, in my business to, to help them see for themselves what they can't yet see or focus on. And it sounds like a very exciting sort of future, really, if we are able to work with these leaders and in particularly getting through what we're yeah, going through right now. Absolutely. I genuinely don't think there's any downside from this experience. Um, if anything, it, it's, it forces you to lean into the discomfort and go, right, I'm going to do something different. You know, I've been doing LinkedIn videos that I never thought I'd be doing. So <laughs> even from my own personal perspective, I'm doing different things that I, you know, that I wouldn't have done, but all in, all in service of ultimately our clients need the work that we provide. And it's Certainly. up to us as leaders to keep showing up and giving them that opportunity to access it. Yeah, yeah. So this leads me into the question of where do you see your business in six to 12 months time? And in particular, how will it be different from what you were doing before? Yeah, it's great. Um, where I see my business in six to months time is having a much stronger foundation at a technology perspective, um, doing more online. So actually being able to leverage what I do by recording programs, having um, people access uh, the foundations of what I deliver online. So there are, you know, uh, there are a number of things that when I'm working with different people, I see the same issues coming up over and over again. What this has enabled me to do is to say, well, I see those consistent themes coming through. So why don't I create a program or a video program that allows people to access the common challenges that they face and therefore convert a lot of what I'm doing into evergreen content that allows people to be supported but secondly also then to be able to shift my business into then creating more of the live mastermind coaching support at a group level that allows um, commonalities between leaders to be shared across industry across across um, countries and time zones and I think that's what I'm excited about most is to say how do I uh, scale my business now that I'm leveraging more online solutions which means I can do more um, with with less. Yeah, sounds which I'm really excited about. Really exciting. Yeah, um, I think there's a lot of so many opportunities uh, for so many businesses, and particularly working in the training industry, uh, where we really right now need to get our training out there uh, oh, to our 100%. audience. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, we do, and we'd be doing them a disservice if we if we waited to see until everything was back to face to face before we did mm -hmm. anything. I think it's a yeah. it's an opportunity missed. Yeah, yeah, certainly. So how do you keep motivated every day? <laughs> I do what I love and I think that's, that keeps me motivated. One, um, I guess one slight distinction for me is I use the word inspiration over motivation um, because inspiration is something you feel pulled towards doing, whereas motivation is something that I sense sometimes you have to push against to get to. You know, I have to be motivated to get fit whereas if I'm inspired to have um, a healthy body and a healthy mind then I'll choose the activities that support that inspiration so I choose uh, to do things that I'm inspired by every day I do something each day that I do just for fun that isn't about achievement and when you're a type a just achievement but about appreciating 
focusing and enjoying life. So stay focused is good. And now I can the ice cream hear truck. the ice cream truck. <laughs> so I can hear the ice cream truck. So that's definitely one bonus of COVID because I'm at home and that's taking me back to my childhood. Uh, <laughs> so getting an ice cream would be nice. <laughs> yeah, and keeping motivated. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. totally. So yeah, good. yeah. It's so different how we work now. It's. Um, we have these outside noises that come in and it, it was, it's, this is actually a great way to end our <laughs> interview today, thinking about ice cream. Thank you so ice much cream, for, absolutely. yeah, thank you so much for um, being in our podcast, Glenn. It was so interesting and so insightful looking at the leadership side and very much the mindset of what we need as leaders right now. Absolutely. Yeah. And thank you so much for having me along. And yeah, I'm excited to see how uh, things unfold for the both of us. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. You've been listening to the Education in Isolation podcast with me, Angela Connell. If you'd like access to the show notes and other resources to find subscription options, you can find us at educationinisolation.com. The Education in Isolation podcast is proud to be part of the Experts on Air podcast network.